Hi, it's just me Friday today. I know what you're thinking. Don't click off the episode. Jules is sick today, which is devastating, obviously. Uh, Jules, <laughs> get well soon. Um, no, but yeah, Jules got sick the day we were supposed to record this episode, and we had just announced weekly episodes, and we thought just about skipping it or starting the next week, but... I couldn't let it happen. We had to give you all a little treat. So today we have a mini episode for you and it is the top five fruitiest moments of my life. I know what you're thinking. Friday, how could you pick only five? And to that I say, it, well, it was it was hard. But I <laughs> I went back in time. I, I really started, these aren't, I wouldn't really say these are the most fruity things I've ever done, um, but these were some really formative fruity things that I've done, I feel you all will relate to, and if you do, I want you to write them in so we can read them on the next episode. So here are, with no further delay, here are some of the top five fruitiest moments of my life um, in chronological order. So the first moment that... I think I clocked that I was gay. Well, I, I always kind of knew I was gay because I thought in my head that everyone was attracted to, like, everyone, but we just pretended to only be attracted to boys. Um, like, I thought that's just what everyone else was doing as well. And when I figured out that wasn't true, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I think what a lot of young queer people can relate to is the friendship everyone's had that friendship when when I was bringing this up as a moment I didn't even have to go into detail but I, I will for you all so I had a best friend who like we just clicked so much and I remember the second I met her I just thought she was so cool and like I just wanted to be her best friend I was really possessive of her and her other friends, and I would always be like, no, like, I'm your best friend, that kind of vibe. And that was fine at first, we just became, like, really close besties, um, however, eventually, uh, uh, she got a boyfriend, and I hated that man more than anything in the world. I just want, I, I was 24-7 trying to kill the man with my mind, like, I would just stare at him and try to explode him in my head. <laughs> Um, and really no reason, super nice guy, really friendly to me. Um, I just, I don't even, I couldn't even process why I hated him so much, but I also remember very distinctly feeling very jealous, like, and I had a sit-down conversation with her once where I was like, hey, I just want to let you know, like, it's really not cool how you hang out with your boyfriend, like, way more than me, and I feel like you prioritize him more than me. And she was like, um, like, that's my boyfriend. Like, I don't know what to say. And I was like, <laughs> just like, Ugh. um, pretty awkward. That's when gay rumors started going around about me. I'm not saying she started them. I'm not saying she started them, but you know, that's sort of when the red flags started to raise on the ship going to gay land. Okay, so when I, that, I was starting to figure it out, I was like, mm, I feel a little fruity for this woman. 
Um, so I started looking at like YouTube coming out videos because this was like 2012. So, you know, there was like eight YouTube coming out videos <laughs> in 2012. And it was like Troy Savans and Tyler Oakley's. And I'm trying to think who else. Um, Ingrid, Ingrid, what was her name? In Ingrid something. She she was like a makeup and like fashion girly and then she came out as a lesbian. And then there was also like a couple like really random, very viral coming out videos. Um, I remember, I remember watching them and feeling honestly more confused. Like I didn't, nothing really made sense because I felt way more connected to the like guys coming out as like gay guys. <laughs> Why did I say it like that? <laughs> Guys coming out as gay guys. <laughs> um, yeah, I felt way more connected to those videos than like the ones about like lesbians coming out or there was only like literally two bi videos. I swear there's only two videos of people coming out as bi and they were so weird. It was like a guy coming out as bi in a fight with his dad. He was like in a fight with his dad and he's like, yeah, well, I'm bi, which by the way, so I'm bi for all the bi people out there. Isn't it just it has way less chutzpah than like every other thing to say. Like saying you're bi, it's like such a letdown. <laughs> Does anyone understand what I mean? Like to be like, yeah, well I'm bi. Like what? Okay, girl, so is everyone. <laughs> I don't know. I... Is that just me? Oh, this is hard without jewels. <laughs> um, anyways. I also didn't really relate to a lot of the videos of like trans guys coming out. And I actually remember relating more to like trans women's coming out videos. Like, I, I just remember being like, mm, like, I'm not quite sure like where I'm supposed to fit here. So like, I probably just don't and kind of just burying it deeper into my brain. Okay, the third fruitiest moment, I love your notes here, Meadow, <laughs> is that literally I was, a, I was a theater kid throughout my entire acting career by every like agent I've ever had, every teacher. I was compared to Elliot Page, always. And this was before he came out. And so, and I always remember being like, yeah, like totally, like I'm just like Elliot Page. And so then he comes out and it's like, okay, so what does that mean, right? Oh, this is a big one. Amanda Bynes and she's the man. We have to talk about it. We have to break it down. Me watching She's the Man every single day, like over and over again as a very young child was deeply formative because tell me how Amanda Bynes passes as a man and then pulls Channing Tatum. Like my dream, my dream. Literally passing, getting he him pronounced by strangers, pulling Channing Tatum. That is, that was really deeply formative for me. So I, I've, I've included it in the top five fruitiest moments of my life, um, which just observing that media, it's not even really something I actively did. I just saw that movie and it, it made it to the top five pretty easily, pretty seamlessly. Yeah, okay, for number five, I'm just gonna go over some current gay tendencies. <laughs> I love how you phrased this, Meadow. Meadow, Meadow helped me make these notes. <laughs> Thanks, Meadow. <laughs> 
Okay, so I think the fruitiest thing I've done in my contemporary life is probably medically transition. <laughs> Just in general. Um, it's pretty gay, if if I may say so myself. Um, and now that I think I've gotten all the cis people to click off this episode with the Amanda Bynes rant... Um, I don't know. This is something I wanted to talk about, about top surgery and see if people have similar feelings in questioning their identity and their relationship to non-binariness, like within their trans expression. Um, I don't know. I, I hear this a lot with a lot of non-binary folks who are considering top surgery where they're like, oh, I wish I could like have boobs some days, but like not other days. Like I wish I could just take them on and off, pop them on and off. And I hear that a lot of the times for reasons why people wouldn't pursue it or wouldn't transition. And I also had those thoughts like a lot. Um, leading up to top surgery, I sort of was just like, not, <laughs> I was just so in a headspace that I was really, I really felt like my body was ready for it because I was in a lot of pain from like binding and stuff. So I wasn't having a lot of those thoughts, but I've actually had an interesting experience that after top surgery, I've had like a return of those thoughts. And I think that the first time I thought it after top surgery, like I wish I could have boobs right now. I like really freaked out and like really pushed it down um, and was like, oh my God, like that's so bad. Like, are you detransitioning? Like, blah, 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 blah. And I also had that thought about when I was like, oh, like I feel like I would like to grow my hair long. Like, that'd be really nice. I was like, oh my God, no, I can't do that. Like, that's what detransitioning is. Like, as if it's a bad thing. And like, I feel like with non binariness in relationship to transness, so often, there's this, it's debated as like, oh, are you even trans? Because maybe the fluidity of your expression is not binary. I think that there's a lot of pressure to not explore anymore once you've quote unquote, like gone one way. And I feel like that is so limiting. And it took me a while to really break down, like really break down my own walls about this conversation and feel more comfortable asking myself, like, what, what does that mean for me? And what I've come to understand is that I've just, I've always been the same. Why, if I was having those feelings before top surgery, why would I not have them after? Like, it's the same thought and feeling. I'm just on the opposite side of it now. Truth be told, this is not to scare anyone out of top surgery because I'm very happy I got top surgery and I feel relief like most of the time, way more than before. Holy shit. Like now it's like 90, 10, you know, like I'm 90% of the time chilling, 10% like a little dysphoric. Um, but before it was the other way. So I was like 90% of the time dysphoric, 10% of the time, like <laughs> titties, <laughs> um, doesn't have to mean anything. I think I've just internalized what cis people have to say about trans identities so much that it has me freaking out about it. Like I have their 
cis voices in my head and it's making me second guess myself. But of course, cis ideology doesn't fit into my brain system. Of course it doesn't. How and why would it? Every single time I make a move or a step with my transition, I have at least five cis people in my life be like, um, so like, is this the trend? Like, is this the transition? Like, are you finally coming out as a boy? Are you finally coming out as a man? And it's so interesting that that always happens because I, I know that other people are around me like waiting, ready to clock, like ready to see me as a man or like watch me transition quote unquote all the way. But I, uh, I realized how much of that I had internalized and was thinking about myself that like any move in quote unquote the wrong direction was detransitioning. Um, and I also just want to say I have a ton of fucking empathy and love for detransitioners. Like, you know, it, <laughs> there are very few detransitioners are like the ones you see on Fox News being like, it was all a mistake. They gave me testosterone for two pennies. Like, it's, you know, that's a very few amount of detransitioners. So I'm not going to lump them in with a lot of the detransitioners that like, like follow on the Internet who are just like, yeah, no, it's like, I'm just now a girl again. And uh, I follow this one trans creator on TikTok and she was assigned female at birth, but for five years she was on testosterone and using he pronouns as well. Um, I'm pretty sure identifying as non-binary and I'm I'm not sure if she identifies as a trans man. I'm pretty sure she did, but I don't want to I don't want to speak out of turn. I don't want to make up stories about trans people. Conservatives do that for us. Anyways, this creator now coming out sort of again uh, as using she, her pronouns is getting all this backlash from people being like, you're not trans. You're not trans. You know, if you identify with your gender at birth, that's not being trans. And she's like, okay, what am I then? Like, I come from trans experience. Um, my voice is deep. Uh, my body's different. When I walk around, people clock me as trans. And I have so much love, respect, and reverence for my existence as a trans person walking around in what people perceive as a trans body, what I personally perceive as a trans body. You know, she's still understanding herself to be trans because she comes from trans experience. And it's like, oh my God, this is just fucking bait for Fox News. Like, there. <laughs> I'm pretty sure like she got an article made about her and she was like, damn, this is absolutely wild. Why are people writing think pieces on my own personal gender journey? And I, I'm really grateful for that perspective because I think it sort of unlocked in me not the same experience. That's not what I'm experiencing right now. Um, but I guess just some more freedom that like, why in the world would we let cis people tell us what transness looks like tell us what transness is transness to me is the experience the lived experience of seeing the other side of radically embracing who you actually are of radically denouncing 
like gendered society. I'm not detransitioning by any means. Um, I'm very happy and excited about where I am right now in my trans journey. And if you see me, you know, grow my hair out, uh, don't, <laughs> don't ask me too many questions. <laughs> and don't ask the trans people in your life too many questions. It's really not that deep. I think I'm always so stressed about what does it mean? What does it mean? Maybe it means nothing. Maybe it means nothing. Maybe it means when I had long hair, I never got to try the clean girl aesthetic. And I would really, I want to try it now. But now I have a mustache and a flat chest. And I still want the clean girl aesthetic. And wigs don't always do it for me. Can it mean that? Literally, can it mean that? Why? Why can't it? It does. That's what it means to me. So that's my trans experience. Holy shitoli. I feel like there's just so much pressure from society to know which way you're going and, and to fight for that because people are trying to take away our rights as trans people. People are trying to take away our medical care. And that's why this is a very inner community conversation and I'm not necessarily trying to broadcast this because I don't want to end up on Fox News. <laughs> oh shit, I don't want to end up on Fox News. So I'm not done experimenting with my gender and I don't think I ever will be and I hope to God I'm never done. I hope I just get to keep unraveling this beautiful, convoluted, confusing, fugly, weird thing that is my gender expression of the day of the minute of the moment i hope the tsunami of my gender fluidity could never possibly be stopped against a contradiction yeah i i, I want to contradict myself until the day i die honestly the closer i get to embracing my own femininity, the closer I am to he, him pronouns. Like if I go full high femme, I'm going he, him pronouns exclusively. And that is on gay God. Thank you for hearing my truth um, and sharing this experience with me. And if you're cis and you stayed on, keep your fucking mouth shut. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. But I was like saying to Meadow, like, I really worry about talking about this because I never want to seem ungrateful for the access that I've had, like the access I had to have top surgery. But dysphoria is complex, bro. Like this shit is so complex. And like I have always identified as non-binary with they, them pronouns, like since I came out as trans. And that person was just as trans as I am now. I have a very different lived experience uh, definitely it's different walking around looking more masculine. I would say I'm mostly clocked as a masculine woman and people really fucking hate masculine women. Holy shit. Especially if like I am often perceived as like a butch lesbian. And if I even get clocked as trans, that also fucking sucks. <laughs> but like throughout all those phases, I've always identified as non-binary and trans and so I'm not sure why I felt limited suddenly after my transition to 
be more binary, to only be masculine. I even had a moment where I was like uncomfortable dancing, like out and around, because I was like, how am I supposed to dance now? Like my body's different. I look different. Like I'm supposed to be mask. Like I'm supposed to, you know, I'm, I identify with the word transmasculine. So what I, that means I have to be masculine. Like I have to, like, how do, how do guys dance? And I was found myself like studying how other people moved as opposed to just enjoying how I wanted to move and moving in a way that felt good and free and sexy to me. Basically, <laughs> be whoever you want to be <laughs> and fly as high as you can to the sky. <laughs> oh, God. Aren't you glad I have a co-host on the show, <laughs> everyone? <laughs> um, so those are the top five fruitiest moments of my life. It was having a weird codependent friendship where I was in love with my best friend Um really relating to gay men's coming out videos on YouTube. Shout out Troy Sivan. Always getting compared to Elliot Page. J literally just watching She's the Man starring Channing Tatum and Amanda Bynes. Um, and then medically transitioning. <laughs> Those are it. Everyone, remember to stay fresh, stay fierce. <laughs> I can't fucking do this ever again. Jules, you're not allowed to get sick anymore. KMA is a Fruit House production.